0: Hey everybody, I know what you're thinking, this is not a normal podcast day, that must mean it's time for another impromptu interview, and we are interviewing our fellow guests from just a couple days ago, Edith Head. Which, I don't know if this story ended up
1: on there or not, but uh-huh. the, the origin of their name was one of the, <laughs> one of their actors always liked to say, eat a dick.
0: Oh yeah, stage. it is in there, it Okay. in there, yeah. Uh, but I
2: thought that was pretty... Uh...
0: Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and if the pinch marks on my butt are any indication, he doesn't eat a dick.
0: Listen for the eat of head. Stay for the dick eating. Yeah. Um, it was fascinating hearing their story because. Two of them are now in LA. One is in Cincinnati and mm-hmm. one is in Nashville. Yeah. But they still get together and perform at festivals, which I think is awesome. The, yeah. like, that, like, that camaraderie, that friendship, whatnot spawns the country, spans the country, excuse me. Mm. And, it and spawns it too. Yeah. Tail. I don't know their relationships. You never know. Maybe <laughs> they all have kids together. But it, it was great. And as I mentioned previously, like, you just feel their chemistry right away. Like, it just clicks. It's just like they may have had some time apart, but you could tell, like, they, love each other they know each other inside and out and, well and i think yeah what's well,
1: because they all continually do improv mm-hmm. so it's it's not like they go away and don't perform and then mm-hmm. meet back up a year later to do a festival I, they all continue to improvise so they're keeping that uh, muscle uh, flexed.
2: Flexed. flexed flexed and
0: individually yes. they are
1: allison summers nathan clark brady bunch and todd bosley
0: and they are all hysterical. So we hope you enjoy this little interview with their insights and look into the improv world and hope uh, we get to perform with them again sometime.
2: Yeah. Yay,
3: like this gonna And it won't
1: We've been welcomed into the home of uh, one of the members of Edith Head. Mm-hmm. Improv group, which is a, a sort of a, a, a mishmash, if you will, from all over the country. Yes. Correct. Yes. yes. Uh, but we all met in LA. All met in LA.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but individually, we have Brady Bunch.
4: Mm-hmm. And I live in
5: Cincinnati, Ohio right now. In Cincinnati,
1: Ohio. Uh, Nathan uh, Clark. Yeah, Nathan Ray Clark.
5: Uh, LA uh, via Texas. <laughs> <laughs> via de- Todd Bosley. Uh,
6: yes, uh, LA uh, via Kansas City. <laughs> Look at that.
3: And I'm Allison Summers, and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. I live in Nashville. Hometown girl.
0: Yeah. So she, she's the roots of Edith Head. That's right. Well, we're in yes. town for the Third Coast Improv Festival, and you all performed last night. Yeah. yeah. How, yes. did, how did it go? It
5: was great. Um, the audience here is, is is so, like, they're on board. They're really, like... They're just a lot of fun. They're they're laughing. They're really engaged in what you're doing on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Um, improv is super new to Nashville. So there's one other comedy theater here, and it's mainly for stand-up. But Third Coast Comedy Club is the only sketch, stand-up, and improv theater here in Nashville. So. Oh wow. Uh, you know, when I lived in LA, it was like improvisers improvising for improviser, and he was like, I had to right. yeah, fucking yeah. show. Mm-hmm. But here, people are like, how did y'all do that? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, yeah. this is
2: so like great. it's like a magic trick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I gotta ask, Allison, you grew up here in Nashville? Yes. And then you moved to LA to learn the art of improvisation as well as probably other creative yes. things? Yes, yes. How long have you been back? So I've lived here in Nashville for two and a half
3: years. And you yeah. improvise here in Nashville. I do. Are you a yeah. teacher as well? Yes, I teach here too. Okay. So at I've Third Coast. Yeah, okay.
2: Third Coast Comedy Club. Fantastic. So, yeah. Are you one of the uh, creators or builders? You had something to do with the festival itself? Uh,
3: I didn't have anything to do with the festival itself. Itself, except for I perform on the main stage cast for the comedy club. Okay. So I do that, and then uh, I was, you know, there as an audience member and participant. I was in Edith Head and then the main stage, and then I'm in another group called LOL Nashville, which is like one of those improv names that you're like, really? That's our name? That's okay. 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 That is our name. That's okay. Uh, So that's one
1: of our favorite parts about going to an improv fest is just looking at the names Names. of Uh, all the groups. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. The little background is that I we know each other from LA, mm-hmm. um, and then we Brady ran into you at Detroit last year. Correct, correct. Um, and so then I was just perusing the website of who was going to be in Nashville and saw your guys' name, which I recognized, and I'm like, oh, sweet. So uh, so here we are.
2: Once. So here we all are. It's like a little yeah. reunion for you, Brent. It is. It yeah. is. <laughs> kind of it's cool nice. seeing everybody growing a little older, a little wiser. <laughs> Baldery 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 oh yeah. Greater. <laughs> yeah. We're all
4: going down those roads. So yeah. you
2: finding that it's kind of an exciting adventure to see Nashville in its infancy of improvisation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's super exciting. Is it growing fast?
3: It's or? growing really fast. Ever since the comedy club got a liquor license, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is, it's serious. It's. I just feel, every day I feel a part of something bigger than what I even thought. It's really cool. Mm. That's exciting
2: as as hell. And Brady, you are now in Cincinnati.
4: Correct. Um, uh, I, I live in Cincinnati now, outside Cincinnati, and I do improv there. With Don't you have a baby? I have three kids. I have a beautiful daughter who's the love of my life, and I have twin sons who, well, the terror, terror, terror. <laughs> and the terror. Of my head, yes, that, uh, they all will destroy me. Yeah, I know this to be true. Uh, yeah, so I'm a stay-at-home dad, and then uh, to get out my adult angst and and everything else, I go do improv and teach improv in wow. Cincinnati. So. And
2: what is the Cincinnati improv scene like? is it growing as well or is I, it I it definitely is growing
4: when I first moved there I had a hard time kind of finding tribe. the hub mm-hmm. yeah the tribe and uh, I, I found them I auditioned I, I got on and then I had been with them ever since and they've grown like the classes have grown then there's a Another improv troupe that started up, and you know, so they have classes going on there, and they do shows on Saturday, and we do shows on Saturday. so it's there's a there's a a weird competition that goes on with the two troops or whatever, but it's also a lot of love between the two troops. So it's nice. and it's building up improv and. Cincinnati is slowly building up and it has been for years and
0: a uh, comedy sports just opened there too, Comedy right?
4: sports just uh, yeah they just got comedy sports in the past year that's part of OTR Improv is I guess the umbrella company of uh, in comedy sports in Cincinnati okay. they're the ones out bring them in with Kirk Evert and uh, the troupe there So uh, he brought that in, and then, yeah, we just have a lot of stuff going on, which is nice, a lot of improv stuff going on. A lot of people grabbing a hold of it, trying to find out what it is. So So
2: it sounds like Cincinnati might be a little bit further developed from Nashville, as far as the improv scene. Correct,
4: but where where, uh, Nashville's years ahead of us is the fact that they have their own space, I think their own theater. You know, Third Coast has, you know, that spot here in Nashville, with the liquor license, and... And that helps help them grow. We have a great, we're part of the Jackson, Se- uh, Jackson Street program of theaters there. Okay. So we're allowed to play in different theaters, So, oh. but we don't have, you know, we don't get that 10% of the liquor and mm-hmm. whatever else where you can make a lot of money, especially when you're dealing with improvisers, right? So. Mm-hmm. right.
2: Uh, but one thing that you two did was you left Nate and Boz in L.A. Yeah, and
5: we've never forgiven
0: them. Yeah, we exactly. <laughs> yeah. just walked away from them. Yeah, yeah. they're just yeah. staring daggers at me all <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. How, how dare you start yeah. a family?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that all the time. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: So you two are still in L.A. and mm. um, trying to make it go. What we've heard um, uh, from a couple of improv friends of ours that have gone from smaller towns to L.A. What that is like improvisationally what is it like for you guys as improvisers in Los Angeles where there's so many other markets too it's
6: definitely oversaturated it's there's Mm -hmm. there's, you know improv's kind of a dime a dozen out there you know each each theater has their own specific way of doing things and that each theater kind of attracts their own demographic I mean and 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 unfortunately it's it's I don't know I feel like it, it they do it so much, it kind of loses the, the, the wow factor. You know, it loses, you know, being special. Occasionally, you do, you do see amazing stuff there, but I feel like I feel like there's so many performers. They yeah, they they're they're, they're like yeah, they're a little jaded and just like oh yeah, I mean it was good, but yeah but yeah. anywhere else in the country right yeah. Yeah. That's, so that, yeah. that's the
5: great thing is la preps you for festivals <laughs> yes <because laughs> the audience reactions are it's so, like so fulfilling yeah <laughs> um, but, uh, but but yeah it's yeah I mean la's L.A.'s is great, but it—that's it, just one of those things. Like, unless you're doing a main stage show, whether it's uh, UCB, Groundlings, IO, it's um, yeah, it, it's it's challenging to get people out. And there's only so many friends you can ask. Hey, can you come up to my improv show this for, week? And it's for like, the ninth uh, time. Yeah, for the <laughs> ninth time. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: It's different every time, though.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the sell. The cost isn't <laughs> any
6: different. Yeah.
2: So, do you find that uh, the craft of it gets missing, or?
6: I, th- well, I think because there's so much improv, people try to, to create the next gimmicky thing, you know, maybe, or just trying to do something that's completely different. And while that can be good, I, for me, at least for, for my taste, and I think, I think and Nate would agree with me, is that we like to keep things kind of simple. The more, you know, stripped back and simple and just, you know, relationship based is more fulfilling for us whether the audience you know, is on board or not, you know, it just depends. But I know that's kind of where, where I'm at. Yeah, we, we both like to play
5: characters. We do this two-man group, and, and we tend to play a little bit of a slower pace just mm-hmm. because of really wanting to hone in on the relationship of the characters. And then at the tail end, we'll do like two or three minutes of like quick scenes and such. But to me, that's just, and I'm a slower player in general, uh, and it's great to see people playing fast, but a lot of times it's like game, 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 you know. And it's like that's—I mean, it, it's fine, but I don't know. I feel like we're definitely playing against that right. more often than not. Yeah, I, I will so.
0: say I—I I subscribed to Ceso, that now failed yeah. on comedy channel, and yeah. they had the UCB show. Yes, and I got so excited because I thought, oh, we're gonna get to see like heralds we're gonna just see like these really great teams do their stuff Mm. and all it was was character like Lauren Lapkus picking a character and doing a character for a half hour Mm. and then these other two people doing to the same two characters for an hour and it was like a variety show and there was no improv and I was Mm. so sad and depressed and I talked to my friend Casey who's like that's the stuff that gets noticed Uh the improv is all the stuff that the students and the people who really like dig into the craft go see and appreciate mm-hmm. yeah. but the stuff that gets you on TV the stuff that gets you whatever is these fully formed like little worlds that you've created mm-hmm. and so I was really bummed when I saw that because I was I was so excited because I was out in LA I saw a show there called Facebook at UCB yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal I thought oh maybe mm-hmm. I'll get a chance to see this now and it's like no that's not what they were doing at all it's not so much about kind of like what you're saying I feel like it's been diluted down to the point of show me the next Mike Myers character show me the next whatever mm-hmm. character so like can make money off of, as opposed to, let's have a a team like the Reckoning. Let's have a really good Mm. King-Ten, like a team come do stuff.
5: Yeah. Yeah. A
0: a lot of times, and particularly in
5: LA, uh, whether it's Groundlings or or UCB, one of the top schools, is there's a lot of competition. And so people are looking out for number one. And I feel like in improv, you do have to protect yourself at times. But the most important thing is this is a team effort. You're building this thing together. And I think that definitely hinders this one person A, improviser A, might be an amazing talent, but they're not really working with person B. They're just only taking over the scene. And it's not fun if you're person B to play with that person. Um, yeah, and I also yeah. think
3: there's a difference between taking care of yourself and just being a fucking dick. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. That's the annoying style, which is take care of yourself first. It's almost like when your family goes in the airport, you're in charge of your own luggage. <laughs> yeah. but but by being in charge of your own luggage we as a group can get on the plane faster mm-hmm. so I, I want to ask all of you because there's uh, it's all in a different way why improvise? Why do you improvise? because uh, you both mentioned that you love relationships and starting slow as a woman, for a man to love relationships and starting slow, A plus
0: <laughs> <laughs> but we get that all the time and in, a, in a diluted
2: world everybody's got to have improv on their resume in a diluted world where yeah. there is that dick who's like I want to be seen because there might be somebody that is in LA there's always an extra option there's always mm-hmm. a, a an acting role or commercial or something so it sounds like you guys improvise because you love the craft yeah. why? Absolutely. why? because it's not going to get you anywhere
6: well yeah <laughs> I mean, well, kind of like I just do it just because it's fun like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a working actor in L.A. and, you know, I, I've been very lucky and, and, you know, it is my full-time job acting and, you know, and I, I can make a living, but it's a job, but I also realize that a lot of it isn't the most fulfilling work. Uh, <laughs> and in if I didn't have improv, like, I, I think I, I don't know what, I'd probably just, succumb to alcoholism or something. You know?
0: uh,
6: as,
5: as, uh, as far as myself getting an improv, I was, I was just a huge comedy geek growing up. I watched Comedy Central all the time, whose line is it anyway, the British version, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was really my first introduction to improv. I, I always wanted to be an actor, I moved out to LA and um, one of the first things I did was sign up for an improv class because um, my dad, a drinking buddy of his, his this guy's daughter worked at Second City and was like, Hey, I'll give you a discount on classes. I was like, Great. I got into it and and it was just a thing where I didn't I didn't know where I was gonna go with it. I wasn't thinking of a comedy career or whatever. But the more I got into it, the more I loved it and and it definitely changed my life and, and the way I look at things and, and performance-wise as well. It's definitely helped me book like commercial work and, and things like that. But but also, I mean I mean you all know it changes the way you look at the world, you know, the way you, you listen to others and take in information and respond and things like that. So it's you know, it, it's fulfilling in, in both ways, personally and professionally. And I also uh, teach now. Like I'll, I'll travel around a lot of the stuff I do is I teach workshops in in Texas and I teach in LA as well under the banner of Universal Improv. Uh, you know, because I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get my own sort of business because I I love teaching as well. I love I'm with the students through their struggles and their successes because I've
1: been through all that myself. So, mm-hmm. it in not oh, sorry not interrupt. No, no. I I just. Because I know that we were all there around the same time. I know for, like for me, watching the teachers perform. Mm-hmm. Like, that was such a huge thing to watch them get up every week and go, "I want to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. that was <clears throat> I, I'm assuming very inspiring for you guys too because mm-hmm. I mean we were there every week yeah. watching it and just sure. to see them like kick ass every week.
5: Uh, they make it look so uh, so simple. Yeah. And that's how you know, like, they're amazing. I got to see T.J. Jagodowski a few years ago in uh, in Chicago. And I saw him do just, like, one scene. And I was like, this is, like, it's nothing. It's just so, like, effortless. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know. It's always impressive.
2: What about you guys? Why do you love it? Because you don't live in an area... Well, I mean, what? you're not living in LA, this isn't going to do anything for you in your life. Or... I think
3: it does. I think it does everything for yeah, me. That's awesome. Uh, I, 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 um, I just started doing stand-up a few months ago, I think it helps with that, I think it helps with writing. I love writing, comedy, I still have writing partners in Los Angeles, I have a one woman show so it helps me with that, and uh, just in general, like basic human connection. The relationships that I build with people in improv are like nothing that can be forged anywhere else for me from my personal experience, so this really... Improv is a huge part of my life, and i have a love-hate relationship with it sometimes, but for the most part, it just it makes knows. me well. so, well, that's <laughs> a given. <laughs> uh, they've been at my house for two days already. Uh, I had to light a candle because it smells like them. In here. Um, but yeah, I just, I love it.
4: I agree. Uh... Infra for me, it's like I, I am very happy when it's rehearsal, when I have to go to rehearsal on, on Tuesdays with my troupe. And I'm, I'm happy when it's time to go perform. One, because I get to leave my kids, and all day long, <laughs> all day long, I'm telling them, no, no, you can't stuff your brother in the toaster. No, <laughs> you know, no, you can't, you know, whatever. No, no, no. But when we get on the stage, we say yes. We say yes. Do you want to go fly an airplane? You're unqualified to fly. Yes, I am. Do you want to jump out of a, a you know a building and see what happens? Yes, I do. You know.
3: And at home,
4: I'm like no, stop, no. You're a
3: hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite.
4: But I teach. But I also take from improv like the love aspect of improv. Like, there has to be some love in there, because you have to either love what you're doing, which is improvising in front of people, and love the people you're doing it with, and then you're going to have the best time of your life. Mm. Right? When we went through Second City, that was great! It felt like everybody in in, in, in Second City with at that time, every student was coming to every show, and mm. I was seeing your show, and you were seeing my show, and we were staying to see their show, and. And we all went to the teacher show, and it was just a magical. Yeah, it was like
1: we lived there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it, it, was, it wasn't. it didn't. At least at that time, it didn't feel oversaturated. Yeah, yeah. It felt like everyone knew everybody mm-hmm. that was in this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. everyone knew each other. It's a
2: lot of lighting of candles, Allison. It is uh, I mean, it was. a lot of candles. <laughs> <but. a> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: and we had yeah we, you know uh, the graduation group for uh, Second City was Area 54 that I was in and mm-hmm. most of those people I still talk to I mean via social media whatever the case may be but I'm still involved in their life somehow mm-hmm. I still want to know what my scene partner from now, fourteen years ago, oh whatever, God, or, or however long it was, that, that was six months ago. Yeah, we want to know what they're doing right now because we cared about them, you know, and we still do.
2: Do you teach now as well?
4: I teach uh, in Cincinnati, so uh, it's funny when. I got to Cincinnati, I did have that experience, like in LA we were doing shows for the other improv troops and a few straggling people that, you know, got dragged into the shows. And it was great improv, but there was no audience to suck up that magic that you're making. Mm. And when I first got to Cincinnati, I was like, our first show that I was in, there was like 40 people. And that, I was like, wow, this is, a, I was like, wow, this is a great audience. And, and one of the lines was, oh, it's kind of light tonight you know like <laughs> like normally there should be a few more people here and I was like 40 people now we vary sometimes our shows do we get the occasional 7 people to come to a show but those 7 people that want to come to the show they're all in I mean they're mm-hmm. they're focused on what's going on and they love it you know they love it so and yeah. I love it that's why I love it
0: there's that adage too yeah if you have an audience of 7 people don't punish them and don't be mad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. celebrate they're there and mm-hmm. give them the best show you've ever done um a similar shift in, and leslie's expressed this in the past is coming from chicago you got 15 20 people you are on cloud nine yeah our theater seats 200 mm-hmm. and if we have 70 we're like yeah. mm-hmm. kind, of kind of a late night it cracks yard. me up coming yeah. from
2: chicago because it's like <clears throat> You know, even I, I was an I.O. girl and uh, Second City, but mostly I.O. And uh, so the biggest, if that theater was jam packed, I don't know, fifty. I don't know what how many would be in it. But I, when these guys were like, oh, just seventy five, maybe eighty, and I'm like, shit, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And when I when I moved to the Quad Cities, which is you know, it's a market where you're like, just enjoy having a house and a dog and all, and you're, you're you just get to do this now because you love it. It was the first time I ever got paid. And it's twenty five bucks mm. a show.
0: Um, we probably, pro- Yeah, probably five like five, the yeah. last show. I just wanted to ask uh, the name Edith had, Where did where did that come from? Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, the whole thing started. Brady and I were a two man group,
5: uh, and then we eventually brought on our friends Alice and Todd and, and a couple other folks. Our original name was Daddy's Lap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The group was like, Nene, Nay, nay. we have, uh, we have to." gave that name. Yes. And and we agreed. And, um, and then we and thought. Then, and then uh, Nate
4: had a catchphrase that he liked to say it all the time. Not all the time, excuse me. You yeah. weren't dropping it out. all the time. Come on, all the time. <laughs> 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 Own it. Whatever he said, it, he got a huge laugh. Was go ahead and say it. Um, eat, eat a dick. <laughs> eat a dick. And so we were like, oh what's the play on that and then it just kind of morphed into Edith Head
3: who is a famous
2: (laughs) costume designer and and
5: we had no idea we had no idea or at least I didn't know I think most of us didn't know that she was a real person I knew Todd knew Kathy
4: knew Kathy Uh Sherman was on our team at the time. She knew, and I was oblivious. I was like, oh, that's a clever way of saying eat a a dick.
5: (laughs) 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 We're so clever.
2: Yeah, well, Brady's um, from Ohio,
6: I'm sure there's some opiates <laughs> oh, oh, yes. oh, yeah, For sure. Uh, yes, yes. Oh, well, here in Nashville, I was in the bathroom, so I was like, hey, do you know where I can get some blow? And I'm like, yeah, really? sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's like
3: Nashville's late on the coke train. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, that's like, a, really? They're, yeah. they're, they're hopping on board now. Okay.
2: his uh, uh, face it, is just yeah. like, oh, he must do the Yale. So. <laughs> 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 <laughs>